when it was easy to ride, singing way, hey, ho. But the years haven't withered my joy and my pride, singing way, hey, ho. I've never been much for the pistol or blade, singing way, hey, ho. For the sun is my course and the sky is my trade, singing way, hey, ho. My mother, she told me that life would be fine If you're free with the water, but savor the wine And to never be hurried, but always on time Singing way, hey, ho Singing way, hey, ho And you guys get out, and you see Cece sitting there with all of the, the food and stuff like that Cece, what are you doing now? I watched the whole thing, and that's something I... I think she's sitting there, she's enjoying watching everybody, and on her little holster, she pulls out uh, her maps on her right, journals on her left. She pulls it out Mm -hmm. and just jots down some stuff about, like, they rode... She writes down everything they've been up to today. It's just like they rode the, the... They rode the novice flight. Art mad old. Met person in gray coat gave me feather crushed it like just little cute notes <laughs> and then as they're coming back she tucks it back away and is like you guys nailed it you guys nailed it Cece is the bullet journalist we all wish we were it's true or at least she likes to think so yeah. <laughs> Cece that was so great did you see that that was so I fun did. you couldn't get me up there but I'm glad you guys enjoyed you don't want to do it? No! You Are go. you kidding me? I'm not going up Why? there attached to some feather weave. You know, like, I went up there. You're braver than yeah, me. Kieran did it. Kieran, you're braver than I am. I'm like the least. No, that's false. That's <laughs> empirically false. No. That, there's, that is the most false. How? June is already like double fisting snacks into her mouth. <laughs> Kieran, I could never have done that. I could never have done what you have done today. I want you to know that. Uh, oh, but it was so cool. You could see everything, and then you could see even more of everything. Like, you know how high you can get in the tree? Yeah. It's higher than that. Dang. It's so much higher than that. So much higher than that, June says around the popcorn. Um, I, think, the I think you're, popcorn? like, grab some of the popcorn. <laughs> the popcorn is, it's like cinnamon and pear. Oh. <laughs> Fancy. Fancy. I like it. I like it. I think this is the moment where she's like, she's feeding her little chickadees right now. She's like, you guys yeah. did a great Cece job. is the mom. Yeah. Cece's the mom. Cece friend. is team mom. Yeah. It's like, yes. you guys did super good. I like, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Proud of you. Oh, Cece. Um, I saw when I was up there, I saw one of the captains. What? Which one? Yeah. The what yellow one. They, oh, gosh. Did, what did you, did you wave? Did you say hello? Did you introduce no, yourself? She was like, "No, no, I was up in the air." I oh like, yeah, duh. I, was, I got up in the air, and uh, and she was down there, and she was looking at me, and she had like this mystical, knowing smile on her face. Oh, and dip. I was like flying, you know, because I was on the thing. Yeah. And uh, and then when I came down, she was gone. Well, we should go find him. No, no. Why would we do that? So we can get like we gotta introduce. Do you guys know what networking even is? While you were up there, no. I was down here networking. I met a captain too, and I was like, "I am pleased to meet you." And they were like, "Wow, I admire your spunk." One day I'm gonna what? take you. Yeah, like totally. They were so impressed by how many feathers they had. They were like, "I'm gonna offer you a position as co-captain on my ship." And then I was like, "What? No, I'm trying to hang out with my friends today. Sorry." <laughs> Cece, really? Yes, for real. So, like, we we gotta no. we gotta go network. We gotta get you these connections that I now have. I gotta share the joy with all of you. I mean, June like flounders for a second because Cece is very charismatic <laughs> and often will get June worked up about something so that she'll say yes, even though she really doesn't want to. Um, and I think I think June flounders for a second and looks at Kieran and then looks back at Cece and goes. Okay, but I need feathers first. I can't just walk up and be like, hi, I'm June Hymnal. Look at me with no feathers. Right. Like, that's not going to happen. These are established facts. All right, let's let's get you some feathers. Kieran, you want some feathers? Oh, I need feathers, too, if we're going to network, I guess. Yeah. We, uh, uh, right. Kieran, like, is suddenly very preoccupied with the collection of feathers. Um, Cece grabs a stick and a little bit of, like, dirt and sand is like, okay, 
Let's huddle up game plan. Let's figure out how you're going to get the most amount of feathers in the least amount of time. Okay. They huddle. <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, great. I would love everyone to say one thing they want to do to get a feather here at the fair. I want to answer questions. Okay. Yeah. Trivia. Good at that. Trivia, yeah. trivia. Trivia stuff. You can do that. I know things. Um, June would like to... Uh, wrestle that kid that gave her sass and win. Okay. <laughs> in a feat of strength go. that will that will earn feathers. Dude, you have to make sure you don't like actually hurt them though, because I don't. What does think, that mean exactly? Like, like remember that one time? <sighs> no. And Karen is like very uncomfortable at <laughs> the idea of of recounting the story. The one time those. <sighs> Those kids, like, they took my stuff, and I was upset about it, and then you just punch one in the nose, and now their nose is, like, weird. They shouldn't have taken your stuff. Well, okay, I I agree, but also now their nose is weird. Maybe you shouldn't make a 10-year-old's nose weird. should have thought about that before they took your stuff. How do you preemptively think about a nose becoming weird? I don't... Karen, I don't... I don't know how it is... Outside of Thornville, but I know that in Thornville, everybody sort of has to think about uh, whether or not they're going to get punched in the nose <laughs> for doing something stupid yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, oh, I haven't been thinking about that. Yeah, but that's okay because you're not doing anything stupid. Exactly. You're not catching any uh, static. You don't have to catch the hands. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I think that's a thing that happens all the time that like Kieran will be like, but what about this thing? And Cece and June in unison will be like, you're fine. <laughs> I love that. In- I love that so much. I'm sitting here thinking, can can we make it a thing that toots is a thing? Toots? Like as as your quote unquote swear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, is there any other swears you, gotta, you guys right want like, right to make up? Just admit right at the get-go, just so we beans. know what they are. I say all beans all the time, ironically. All beans, toots. I, I don't know why this is important to me, but it's think, important to me for some reason. I think June says, uh, like, scratch that. Like, scratch. Like, thinking about, like, the birds scratching mm, the posts cool, cool. and stuff. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, God. Yeah. Scratch That's that. That's very good. Like, thank you. <laughs> Um, cool, cool. Like if something is scratched, it's messed up. Oh, it's like a- what is something? What is something you say, CC? Oh my god! Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, those were so good. Um, let me think. I think when something is, I think I just call out like uh, Zima. I'm looking at an empty Zima bottle on my desk that I bought in Tokyo. So I think Zima, yeah, like Zima, wow. the old school that all the young kids won't know. So I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like, um, oh my Zima. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Come back to me later. No, I'll think it's fine. It's fine. Spot. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We'll do it organically. Yeah. It's great. It's, I just was I was hung up on it. It was great. So, um, you guys have all these things you guys want to do to the fair. Let's say you guys take a lap. You guys take a lap of the fair. It's in a big circle. So you guys walk around and you see the fair. You smell the smell of fried food. You smell the smell of canvas and hear the sounds of hundreds of people murmuring as people walk back back and forth past you. You see the blue caps of other novices. You see, like I said, um, the coats of of apprentices and adepts who are ranks just above you. They're wearing coats that are like that stop at the at the waist. Um, but they also have that that kind of fleece collar, and uh, and they're in like the Audrin colors, um, and they're wearing Audrin caps, which are just like caps that have tassels or like beanie caps or 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 these wintry kind of looking caps that have a pin of the of their Audrin, as well as the color of their Audrin, and each one is different. That's something you do notice is that all the coats are different, all the hats are different. They're of different materials, but they all have a uniformed look to them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. As you guys walk around, uh, you see various sights and sounds. You see there is um, a bird field, which they have cordoned off that there's a bunch of birds flying in the air doing doing aerobatics and their aerial acrobatics they're doing 
games with birds on them. Like, kids are riding birds. They're in these big... Um, some of the kids are, like, just, like, ten feet off the ground on smaller birds, like some of the younger kids. And they're covered in head-to-toe and, like, padded... Uh, pat, like a padded suit that if they, like, as you guys are walking by, this one kid rolls off his bird and falls ten feet and lands. Poof! But he gets up and he's in this suit that, like, has cushioned the fall. And everyone's like, yay! June is frowning deeply, but her eyes are, like, glazed over as she stares intently at the bird field and all of the action that's going on. There's a lot going on in the bird field. There's a couple of different games happening there. There's courier jousting is happening there. Heck yeah. Um, There's a bird race. Like, it's just laps in the sky that people are doing. And there's also a game called Postal Shot Put where they launch a bag into the air and the people on the birds have to lift off and get to it before it lands on the ground. All this, all that is happening. There are food places everywhere. There are food tents set up. There's like fizzy drinks that you guys never get fizzy drinks, but there's like hot cider being served everywhere. Savory pastries as well as sweet pastries, popcorn, all this stuff is happening. And there's also like these booths and stalls set up. There are little stages set up where as you guys walk by one, there's a guy going, what's two plus two? And they're like, uh, there's a little kid who's like, four? Good job, next! And like, people come <laughs> up and they're, they're doing like different, different types of knowledge-based stuff and anything you can think of. Um, is there anything you guys see that you like want to stop and do? Yes. The knowledge stall, the trivia stall, the math stall. CC strolls up to them and says, okay. <laughs> I wager my four feathers that my friend Kieran can outwit you. And if I win, you give all of us two feathers. CC, no. Who, what is who, she doing? who have you said this to? The person running the stall. Oh, the person running the stall. Um, let us say. It is an adept, so that's an 18-year-old kid. CC! Relax, got they this. Are, they are, oh, what Audrin are they from? Red. Remember, that it's red, yellow, black, and gray. Which Audrin? It's gotta be a red Audrin. Okay. I feel like those are the most intimidating kids. Okay, all right. Um, this person's name is Bran Hoggart. Tell me something about Bran, each one of you. Bran what? Hoggart. Hoggart. He, we're gonna say he's, he. He's a big kid. It's like really. Like, he's like. If you got into a fight with him, you'd need to take like th- four other friends to get into that fight. Perfect. Perfect. I, love I got that. two friends. He's Seventeen. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Um. What? What else? He's big. What else? He's big, and he has this like. His name is Hoggart, right? Yep. He's got this pushed back nose, and he kind of like when he exhales, it kind of makes like a. Like, you know, he kind of has, like, a snort. He's this big presence, but, like, very kind eyes. And he's running the trivia booth just because I think he, like, drew the short straw. Like, that's the least fun one. Like, you could be running basically, like, chocobo races, and he's at the the knowledge (laughs) stall. Like, that's butt. So I think that he, like, drew the short straw, and so, like, he just got stuck there at that booth. And that's why I spotted it and was like, I have an idea of how to get some quick feathers. We're gonna hustle. Um, We're gonna hustle Hoggart. I'd like to say that he's missing two fingers. Dang! Ooh. I gotta write that down. <laughs> okay, so you walk up to to Bran with his his pig nose. His Audrin coat is this kind of reddish orange, and his hat is like tasseled. It's got like a long like white tassel on it. Uh, but it is also that kind of orangish red color. He's big. He's muscular. Um, and as he reaches, as you say this, he like scratches his forehead, and you see that he's missing his pinky and his ring finger uh, on his right on his right hand. CC immediately oh just says, God. "Dang!" <laughs> just, like, just caught off guard. No, I, oh, dang! <laughs> yeah, I know. So uh, you, uh, sorry about that. You, uh, you want to say that? You're, you're challenging me? Is that what it yeah. is? You're, you're just, or are you just challenging the, the game? 
Cece slams her hands down on the counter and says, I challenge you, Hoggart, that I, my friend Kieran can outsmart you, and I wager all my feathers that they can do it. Wow, that's really aggressive, but okay. We'll do that. And he, like, looks over at, like, a supervisor. There's, like, an adult there, and he goes, can we can we do this? Is this, like, a thing? <laughs> and uh, the guy, the, the woman at the, at the desk goes, yeah, I... They're the novices. They get to do whatever they want today. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me. And Listen to me, big boy. Okay. You're going to challenge me. You're going to accept this challenge, and you're going to get smoked whoa, by whoa, my friend whoa, Kieran. Big, big boy? Yeah. What? Yeah. You're like 6'4". Uh, like yes, big boy. I'm like 14. Cece, stop. Cece, it's a... Okay. All right, then. Let's, let's do she it, then. She okay, slams cool. the four feathers down and goes, Kieran, you're on. <laughs> Kieran oh. wants to just be swallowed by the earth. Oh. And <laughs> so I, know I, I would like to be. I would like to roll to be swallowed by oh, the no, earth. No, no, no! <laughs> I'm gonna say you don't even have to roll. You just are. You're just small and by the earth. And he goes. So, so uh, where's your quick, friend? Because I don't want to thrust. See, uh, I don't want to thrust Kieran into an unfortunate situation. So I say uh-huh. one second with my client, and I pull CC to the side, <laughs> and I pull Kieran to the side, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, I know that was a lot, and that was like a big old thing, but... It was really big. I know. And it was so much. Do you know how smart you are? Uh, moderately. No, wrong. You're like the (laughs) smartest person I have ever known. You know why I'm good at trivia? Because you're good at trivia. You got this. Uh, I believe in you. Do you believe in you? Uh... Ready? You want to breathe out some fire with me real quick? Oh, God. Three, two... One. Ah. You feel that? You feel that heat? I feel something. All right, that's energy. Now go get some. And I, like, nudge them toward the counter. Uh, are you Karen? Uh, yeah. All right, good, good. I'm, I'm Bran. <laughs> Apparently we're going to be dueling here in Wits. Uh, nice to meet you. Uh, I hope you do well. I hope so too. Get them feathers! All right, then. Get them feathers! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> All right. Juden leans over to Cece and goes, What is wrong with you? What are you talking about? We're totally going to get like 12 feathers this way. I don't know. I hadn't done the math yet. But this is the quickest way for us to just bang some quick feathers. Kieran's smart. I'm smart. And you're cool. That winning combination. <laughs> cool. Kieran, this is what I need you to do. Uh huh. I need you to roll for me. Whatever you want to roll, we're going to say that this is a, uh, you're overcoming, you're doing an overcoming action on this. Uh-huh. So you're going to roll four of the dice. Okay. And how do you want to go about doing this? I think, uh, I think Karen is doing this cleverly. I think okay. as terrified as they are, I feel like both, both contestants are going to get softball questions. And I think that does enough alongside CC's like, cheerleading throughout this entire process, let's be honest. Oh. <laughs> it kind of gets them at least focused enough to to get in on these questions. So they're gonna they're gonna use that smart brain of theirs. Okay. So Perfect. rolling four die. Roll four die. Uh-huh. And then I add Add, add my... clever. Okay guys, that's a plus four. Oh let's go! Woo! Oh, wow. <laughs> Let's get it. DJ Kieran spinning the trivia on the AM. We're going to say you guys spend 10 minutes doing trivia back to back to back. Like you just do question after question. And Bran keeps up with you for the first maybe five or six questions. And you start to pull ahead. Um. The last question, so the person running the booth, the woman who's running the booth along with Bran, she sits there and she's like, final question. And by this time a crowd has gathered. Oh. There's like people like sitting around like watching this yes, yes, as the yes. two of you are sitting on the stage on like stumps. They brought up like stump stools. Final question. Name for me the small archipelago in the South Seas that routinely attack the Mariner. I think it takes Karen, like, a couple of seconds 
maybe two, because they're going about this from a textbook definition to a textbook answer route as opposed to an experiences route. You know what I mean? Bran goes, that's not even possible. Nobody fights the Mariner. Jotara Islands. That is correct. Jotara Islands is correct. Yes! Kieran wins. Let's get it! The crowd goes crazy, and they pass over you. They gather up five feathers, and they hand the five feathers to (gasps) Kieran. Kieran like rushes over and like scoops Kieran up into a bear hug and swings them around. Oh, oh! I I think Kieran's focus is like pinpointed on these five feathers. That was awesome! 20 minutes ago, they had zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bran comes over to you, Kira, and he goes, You're a pretty smart kid. Hi. Pleasure. Pleasure going up against you. And he reaches his hand out to shake yours. Uh, the Kira has to, like, figure out where the feathers are going and then shakes shakes his hand. Um, and as, he, as you shake his hand, he pulls you in closer. He, like, does that <sighs> grip and pull. And he pulls you in and goes, just don't get too big for your own bridges, kid. And let's go. Oh, Kieran shrinks immediately. June is like, what did he say to you? What did he say to you, Kieran? What did he say? (laughs) It's fine. I'm okay. It's fine. I have feathers. Look at these feathers. I have five feathers. Cece, I have five feathers. Oh, I see. I told you, you're the smartest kid in town. You're the smartest person in Thornvale. Dare I say it. And I'm the greatest hustler of all time. Probably that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, Cece, like, stands hands on hips like Peter Pan style and lets out, like, the biggest... <laughs> this, like, anime, yeah. anime hero. Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. Where do you guys go next? The crowd disperses. Everyone goes back to doing what they're doing. You guys are left in the fair. You keep walking. What do you I do think next? Kieran is going to, like, pound two cups of cider. <laughs> Just... <laughs> They're thirsty, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as they continue on their circuit of the fairgrounds, they they find like the area that's dedicated to like feats of strength and stuff. So there's like a there's like a rope climb and Mm -hmm. some sort of like log pull. You see, June, there is all those. There is plenty of those. Hit the thing, it'll hit the bell. Like those kind of tests of strength as well. There's tests of agility. There's like an obstacle course set up. Different stuff like that, but there is a stick fighting oh. pit. Uh, it's a circle of of posts put into the ground. You see novices and adepts and uh, apprentices dressed in padded clothing, and they have these like rattan sticks, and they're doing stick fighting. It's a, a thing you can actually learn. They actually teach the stick fighting to to kids um, here in the in Thornvale. So it's part of your curriculum, kind of like your PE curriculum, yeah. as being kids when you're younger going through school here okay. until you're about 10. So you know you know this kind of fight style. All of you do. Um, maybe not Kieran, but you probably – Kieran, you've probably done some of it at least. You've mm-hmm. at least done like rudimentary classes in it. Yeah. So I think June sees it and like glances surreptitiously at Cece – and starts to drift towards that little corral and where the you stick fighting is. Absolutely, see that ten-year-old kid who is there in the ring, and he destroys the fifteen-year-old that was in the ring with him. Cool. June heads up to the fence and puts her hands on it, and like you can see, her fingers digging into the wood harder and harder as this little toot smacks the other kid and then wins and laughs about it. And- yeah, that's right. Who's going to become an apprentice this year? I'm going to become an apprentice this year. You remember my name, ladies and gentlemen, and it is Talus Echo. June, under her breath, goes to, to Kieran, well, first of all, he's just jinxed himself really bad because you're not supposed to say stuff like that if you really do think that you're going to get asked to be an apprentice. Um, he's definitely jinxed himself now. Uh, but that's beside the point. Is there a like an adapter, somebody who's like running, who's like supervising and refereeing? There is a um, there's an all courier there. Uh-huh. Uh, it's an adult woman about 
let's say, in her mid-30s. Um, she's got dark skin. Her hair is pulled back into a very tight bun at the back of her, the back of her neck. She's wearing um, – she's not wearing an Audrin coat. She's wearing a all-courier coat. So that means that beyond the Audrins, there are the all couriers and they wear a generic, it's the same cut of coat, same collar, same like to the calf knee length type thing. Um, but it's in a, a neutral color. I think it's green. I think mm-hmm. it's a, it's a green coat that everyone outside of the Audrins wears. Sort of like so- a foresty green. Yeah, it's like a foresty green coat. So the all couriers are the ones who don't fly with an Audrin, but they do like solo missions? Yes. They do oh. they they sometimes they do solo missions. Sometimes they do a lot of times they're out at the post offices that are around the world. Like there's mm-hmm. gonna be one in Burjanith. There's one in uh, Rakshasi. There's in one there's a lot of places in the world where these brick and mortar places are. Mm-hmm. And they have to come back sometime, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be that this person drew this stick mm-hmm. and is here running this. Okay, kid. Okay. And she like goes over and goes, you're done. You've done. He's like, no, no, no. I get to do one more, at least one more. Who's going to take on the talus? June puts a foot up onto the fence uh, and yells, do we have to wear the padding? Everyone turns and looks. And the woman who is an all courier looks at, looks at you, looks at the kid, and the kid sees you and goes, oh, hey, how's it going? Great. Do we have to wear the padding? Or is it just for little kids? He looks over at the all courier and goes, he starts taking off the, (laughs) taking off the, like the hood. And he starts taking out, getting out of the jacket. He's like, I don't need the padding. I don't need, she's like, no, we should probably have the padding. Everyone knows. And a bunch of kids around the, are going, no padding, no padding, no padding. No padding! No padding! And she goes, no. We're not doing that. Put your pads back on. And the, everyone's like, aww. <laughs> they put the, he puts the pads back on. She look, walks over to the side of the ring to you, June, and gets close and goes, if you want to beat this little toot, you're going to have to wear the pads. I'll wear the pads. That's a smart girl. So June goes and, and uh, starts putting on the padding stuff. Okay. Uh, I think June, as she goes to do that, tells Kieran to fill Cece in on why this this kid is a toot. Cece says, oh, you don't even have to tell me. That kid is a total toot. I can see from that, that little interaction. Yeah, that kid, please. Cece looks looks at June in the eyes and just gives, like, super stone face, just like a, you know what you gotta do. Yeah, and June, June gives, like, the terse, uh, like, tense-chinned, anime nod, mm-hmm. and then goes and starts to put the padding on. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, what am I doing? You are going to choose a way to fight this kid. <clears throat> Great. Oh, snap. Uh, we're going to do best two out of three here. Does it have to be the same approach every time? It doesn't have to be the same approach every time. Cool. But we're going to do best two out of three here. Okay. Cool? Yeah. All right. So, uh, you both get into the ring. You put on the pads. Uh, the pads are like a jacket, and they're also like pants mm-hmm. as well. They're gloves. There's like a hood. There's like a hood that you put on. Yeah. And uh, you get suited up. He gets suited up. He's like staying there. He's like dancing on two feet. Like, yeah, and June go. June is doing that thing in like samurai movies where her body is fully relaxed, and the rattan stick is like down, pointed down at the earth to her side. Super relaxed, super chill. Really, like, zen out as she steps into the ring and watches him dancing around. This kid is dancing on his feet back and forth. There's about three or four other kids on the other side of the ring that are like, come on, man, you got this. Like, they're, like, pumping him up, ready to go. Talus turns around and goes, all right, all right, here we go. Here we go. It's just you and me. Just you and me. Come on, come on. Oh, am I going to be over here? I'm over here. What are we doing? Come on. What are we going to do? And uh, both <laughs> of you roll. It's a five. Ooh, well done. This kid goes for, uh, as he's moving back and forth, you see the stick wave in front of your face, back and forth and back and forth. And you can tell that he's going to go for a like a, a hit to the side of your head. You duck underneath it. 
and just clock him across the face. Oh, man. Heroes, it's James. Normally I'm your game master, but for Courier's Call, I'm just another part of the audience. And folks, I could not be more thrilled. I hope you're all enjoying the show as much as I am. Be sure to follow them at Courier Call on Twitter to find out about when they'll be getting their own feed. Before we get to the show, I've got some exciting news. Coming up on January 16th at 7 p.m. Central Time, we'll be streaming a preview of the Adventure Zone card game over on the OneShot Twitch stream. I'm going to be teaming up with lots of talented folks. Right now, I've confirmed Carlos and Serena from Rivals of Waterdeep. Be sure to watch out for more news on our cast of that stream and mark your calendars. Once again, that is going to be January 16th at 7 p.m. Central Time on the OneShot Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash OneShotRPG. Also, heroes, we've got something really special going on over on OneShot, because I'm playing D&D with the Try Guys. Last year, I helped the Try Guys try D&D for the first time, and you can hear the fruits of that labor now. For the next couple of weeks, I'll be doing new episodes featuring Ned, Eugene, Keith, and Zach. I'm really excited about how these episodes turned out, and I hope you love them. Before we get to the show, I want to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. Daniel Rowrig, thank you so much. Ryan Bradshaw, thank you. Roberto Vasquez, thank you so much. Mel Robb, thank you very much. Catherine Lindsay Brennan Johnson, thank you so much. Jeffrey Bodoon, thank you. Max Kreisky, thank you so much. Christopher Weissenen, thank you so much. Sir Edmund, thank you. And Jocelyn Hale, thank you very much. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. This show would not be possible without you. Thanks to some incredibly generous backers, we are back over the $8,500 mark, keeping Campaign a weekly show. It would be great if we weren't on the verge of not being a weekly show, but I am so, so happy to be able to continue producing at this schedule. I'm really excited about the next arc of Campaign, and I cannot wait to bring it to you. I'm also extremely excited about Courier's Call, and really, the more money the network takes in, the more cool things we can afford to produce. $15 plus backers should watch my Twitter, at OneShotRPG, for some exciting updates about some gifts that'll be headed their way, realistically, in a month or two. But with all of that out of the way, but with all that out of the way, let's get back in the sky. And then June continues moving in that direction and just like does a tiny little circle so that she can sweep her eyes across all of the spectators before turning back to him. There is a long ooh as that happens. Um, And he shakes his head and rushes you. Go for another one. Cool. It's a two. Two. This kid rushes across at you. you go for a overhead, like, bang, to, like, hit him on the head as he's going low. He takes the stick, and um, he brings it up, blocks it, and uh, hooks your arm and flips you over. Um, so you go from doing a, a, from doing a bang, you're going to hit him on the head, to flipping in the air and landing in the dirt. You're one for one each. Everyone goes, ooh! And you get, he goes for a another hit. I feel like you roll out of the way and come back up. Mm-hmm. This is your last, last go. It's a three. Cool. Uh, there's an exchange that happens between the two. There's a clack, 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 as you guys go back and forth, blocking back and forth with the, the, the rattan sticks. Um, you dance back and around this circle. You do a circle maneuver around. My question is, how do you beat him? Um, so he does the thing where he flips her into the dirt and he goes to hit her a second time and she rolls out of the way and gets to her feet. And that that engagement, that clack, 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 back and forth is both of them getting serious about it. And there's like a focus behind June's movements that 
normally she doesn't have. Um, but there's something about like her mind is elsewhere and her her body is the thing that that matters and that's driving in the moment. And I think it's like clack, 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 clack. It's really routine, like attack block, attack block, attack block, faint block, faint block, faint, you know, like doing all of this standard stuff to try to overpower the other one. And they're going back and forth. And I think June swipes and instead of blocking, he moves to the side to come around and hit her. But by the time he comes around, she's smacked his hands and he he's forced to drop the stick. Oh, and he drops the stick. And the moment he drops the stick, there's a, a blow of a whistle. The official goes, that's it. That's done. Winner is, what's your name? June Hymnal. June Hymnal. And there's a... She like kicks his stick out of the way and points it at, points hers at him before uh, doing like the standard like bow or whatever mm-hmm. and like hand like walking away to hand her stuff back to the the thing. Cool. Uh, as you turn around, he rushes you. Um, he awesome. rushes to do one last hit against you. What do you do? Is it hand to hand? He doesn't have a stick. He doesn't have a stick. He just runs to to he like tackle you. Cool. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna roll and see what I do. go for it. Um, it's a two. Uh, she lunges sideways, but leaves her foot where it was to trip him. Mm-hmm. So it's a tie between the two. He rolled a two as well. Mm. So you succeed, but at a minor cost. What happens with the cost? So I think he does trip, but the weight of him tripping mm-hmm. throws her to her knees, and she, like, cracks her knees on the ground. Like, Oh, okay. She yeah. goes down hard. So, like, to the to the audience, I think it still looks like she she won that, mm-hmm. but, she, like, her knees hurt real bad. There's a, oh, and, like, the official runs over, and, like, the kid tries to get back up, and she puts a foot on the kid and, like, says, just stay down. Just stay down. And um, some of the other people, like, come over and, like, are you okay? And they, like, help you up. Yeah, she, so she, like, she stands up and she, like, shrugs it off and, like, wipes the back of her hand across her face. And she keeps her eyes on him, like, mm-hmm. watching him to see what he's going to do. Um, and doesn't, she doesn't let on that she's in any pain. Cool. You're lifted up. You're helped to the other side of the ring, basically. Like, you walk over there. Mm-hmm. And as you go, you... You look over into the crowd, and you see that same woman in the yellow coat, and she's watched this whole thing. And everyone's, like, clapping and cheering, but she isn't clapping, she isn't cheering, she's just watching you. She turns around and she walks away. I think June sees her and makes eye contact, and she, like, sniffs really hard, you know, like it's cold and she's been breathing heavily and she sniffs really hard and she like sets her mouth in a thin line. And as the woman turns back into the crowd, she turns away and, and heads back over to the outside of the ring. That was great. The official woman says uh, with the bun and she walks over and goes, that was great. Here, two feathers for you. Well done. Thank you. She takes the feathers and shoves them into her pocket. People clap. It's a big thing. The, the thing is, is June climbs out of the, the ring uh, to rejoin Cece and uh, Kieran, and she doesn't look happy. She doesn't, she doesn't look like she's gl- basking in the glow of her own victory. She, she doesn't look happy, but she looks alert and, like, alive, I guess, is a good word for it. Cece walks up and says, tough one, huh? Yeah. A little toot. Yeah. I wasn't happy about it, but you got some feathers, you know? It's what we're after yeah. here. I, it was a start. Yeah. And you know what? If I give you a feather, and Kieran gives you a feather, how many feathers we all got? Four. I'm not good Four. at math, Cece. Four. Kieran's got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kieran will uh, readily hand... June, one of their feathers. Totally. Be like, I couldn't have done that. I couldn't have squared up with that kid. I don't want to fight. Saw you. You didn't cheat. You didn't break the rules. That's a tough one. That little toot. He stinks. Here, I'm your captain, and I think you earned a feather. I hand June's. A feather. June's uh, 
serious face gets frownier and frownier and frownier as they hold the feathers out. Um, but her eyes are glistening. <laughs> and after a really long pause, she nods silently and takes the feathers. Are your knees okay? Um, yeah. But June looks at Kieran with a face that says no. Um, maybe we should sit down for a little bit. Fine. So that's fine. We can do that. Where do you guys go sit? Um, I I want to say that that June kind of points them towards, uh, the the general area where the the ceremony is going to be. Oh, okay. So that they have a good seat. So there is a uh, a place called the Green Boards. It's a scaffold that's made out of these green planks um, that are painted green. And uh, there's a bunch of seats set up, and there's a big backdrop. The big backdrop behind it is there's all the birds are behind there. There's a big, uh, like a, a makeshift stable. So you can, like, people can go and see the birds and pet the birds and be close to them. And they're all out there, and that's that's what's out there. Cece, is there anything else you want to do before we kind of jump forward? No, no. Cece's pretty satisfied. Cece's like, you know, this this festival is great and all. But, like, we all have four feathers. I feel good. I'm ready for, like, you know, my friend's got to heal. We need a short rest, you know? All right. Yeah, like, I, I know the severity of this situation. I'm like, we got to sit. And I want a good seat. You guys go get – yeah, yeah, you guys go go and get good seats. I think Karen's going to go back to the novice flight booth area. Okay. And grab their backpack again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> As you, I, I really think they've just been roaming around the fair without it this entire time, and kind that's of, hilarious. I love that. I love that's that. That's so Kieran. Kieran, you notice that it's gone, uh, and uh, uh, and we get this this great shot of you running back through the fair. You go back to the novice's flight, and as you get to the novice's flight, there's Ard, and Ard is uh, helping a kid out of his harness. And stuff, and uh, he turns around and he sees you, and he's like, oh, hey, Kieran. Hi. Uh, do you have my backpack? I also, uh, well, do you have my backpack? And then also, it, I'm sorry that I said it exploded earlier, because it doesn't. I just didn't want anyone to open it. <laughs> That's okay, Kieran. It's, it, it's all right. And he goes, and he reaches behind the, uh, the stall. Uh, like the counter of the stall, he reaches down, he pulls out your backpack. Kieran visibly relaxes when <laughs> <laughs> when they see their backpack again. Like there was this like shoulders by the ears sort of just like moment of like, oh God, oh God. And and all right. <sighs> Feel the fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's energy. <laughs> Feel the fire. I love that. Uh, um Karen will like practically snatch it out of Ard's hands. Thank you, and then run off, um, putting their four feathers inside of it as they're running. Uh, we see Karen run off. The camera is in front of Karen as he runs towards the camera, and we see Ard in the background. And Ard waves, kind of gives a small, uh, kind of a sad smile, and then somebody in a uh, like a an all courier's coat comes over and gives them a white feather, and he's like. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And he puts it in his hand. I mean, he just got a pity feather. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but... <laughs> I mean, let's just call it like it is. I mean, the guy's old. He's 28. He's 28. Like, CC can't get over this. CC is like, he is what? He's like 100 years old. He is a 28-year-old novice. Like, not to the point of bullying. It's just like, what happened? Like, oh my... What have you been doing? Yo! It's perfect. (laughs) You spent it already! (laughs) We, uh, that all happens. That all is a a bit, little bit where the two of you, June and CC, are sitting there talking. Yeah. Um, Time passes. You guys get up you walk around a little bit more but you like camp out you know how you camp out and and like claim seats oh, absolutely. you've yeah. claimed these seats these seats are yours that music the day festival progresses feel. on 
Oh yeah, yes, absolutely, very and, much. And so. there's plenty of good music here too. Like the green, the green hearts are playing. Oh yeah. So there's a lot of good, good music being played here. Uh, a lot of the the Audrins that have come back, um, they're like playing concertinas and like hurdy gurdies and stuff like that. And there's people singing and dancing, and it's a great, it's a great day. The sun makes its march across the sky. The blues of the sky turn to gold, and the temperature drops a little bit. It's like 25 now as the sun begins to set. You guys can smell, uh, smell the fair around you as lanterns begin to be lit in different places. Um, preemptively waiting for the sun to go down. One of the things you do see, um, you see out on the on the bird pitch, basically, somebody brings out a kiwi. Um, and in this world, birds, we haven't really talked about this at this point, but the birds in this world are about eight times bigger than the, world in, the birds in our world. There are birds that are also the size of birds in our world, but here in Spear, birds can get to be eight eight times the size. So a kiwi in this world can be 10 feet tall. Awesome. And somebody brings out a kiwi and they kind of have like a draft horse type <laughs> thing happen with a bunch of kiwis. Oh, man. Uh, and you guys kind of watch that for a while. It's so cool. As the lanterns begin to be lit, you smell another smell. You guys know that tonight, after this choosing ceremony, which happens every year, there's going to be fireworks, and when the fireworks happen, uh, after the fireworks, there's going to be what's called the Novice's Choice Feast, where everyone before this has put into, like, a little box their favorite food, and they will make everyone's favorite food, all the novices' favorite food, and they get to have that at a big feast for everyone in town. Heck oh, yeah! It is... Uh, part of it is at the festive gourd. Oh, so, of course it is. So there's like the decorative gourd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The decorative gourd is yes. the name of of is that the name of your the decorative everyone gourd. in the yeah. town yeah. gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's a festive thing. gourd. Uh, the celebrated gourd. <laughs> the decorative gourd. It's uh, the name of the inn and food hall that June's family runs. And so the, a part of it is there. Yes. And so a part of it's there, a part of it is here. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, in town. But you guys can smell those foods being cooked and being prepared for you guys. As the, the day begins to draw to a close, and as it does, there is a fanfare. Enter, insert fanfare here. <laughs> And you notice that while you guys are sitting here, people have begun to sit down in these chairs and in these seats, in the, on these benches, and climb in trees and uh, be on scaffolds to watch this as the sun begins to set. And as the sun begins to set, the sun goes through the hole in Thornback Peak. Above Thornvale is this peak with a hole in the center of it. And that light filters through and it lands right on this spot. They always try to find where it's going to be yeah. for the fair. And so it's it's like a natural spotlight that kind of lights oh. up and puts this golden light on this big circle. People have come around. They've sat down. That fanfare happens. And through the crowd, the crowd begins to, to hush a bit as the Audrin captains walk up and begin to climb the scaffold to get to the top there. Oh, they're so cool! The There are four Audrin captains. The first one you see is Wiltham Knott, who you saw earlier today, yeah. CC. Kind of that graying blonde, uh, not very tall, but in this nondescript, in this gray coat. They look mysterious. They just look mysterious. Like they know something that you don't know. And they smile at everyone as they walk up. The next one to walk up is uh, a woman in a yellow coat, in a yellow Audrin coat, uh, the one that you were seeing earlier today. As you see her, she, uh, like I said, is lean and strong, but older, probably in her 40s or so. This is 
Alegria Canticle. She is the head of the Yellow Audrin. The Yellow Audrin is known for battle. It's known for going to dangerous places on dangerous routes. They're known for being tough and independent and uh, doing all that they can to make sure the male gets there, even in hostile situations. The next person that comes up is about 6'5", very tall, but very willowy and thin. They're wearing a black coat. Their hair is kind of this wet, curly brown. They have these piercing lilac eyes. And as they walk up, they have eyeliner on. Their their nails are done in different colors, in purples and greens and black and like shades of black. The, this is Molden Foxkull, the captain of the Black Audrin. And the Black Audrin is known for its mysteriousness. It's known for magic. It's known for pulling on people that, and they study magic while they're on the boat. Uh, as Molden walks through, you hear the jangle of trinkets around their neck. Ugh. And uh, you see that, like, things are attached to their coat. There are, there are like, black raven feathers, and it looks like a fox paw. Oh, cool. And it looks like there's uh, jangly bits, like rune stones on, on cords that are hanging out of their pocket as they move forward. Uh, as they walk through, they smile and, like, give finger guns to people and blow kisses. <laughs> um... And the last of the line is a surly-looking older man, maybe in his early 50s. He's got graying hair, graying salt-and-pepper hair uh, that's black with green eyes. He's wearing a red Audrin coat. This is Captain Silas Dennison of the Red Audrin. He does not smile. He does not wink. He does not look at anybody as he walks up. He, like, has his hands in his pockets mm-hmm. as he walks up. He's bearded. Um, he's got, like, a scar, like, over... He's got that that cool eyebrow scar. Yeah. Um, uh, as he walks up, but he looks like he's got a perpetual frown on his face. His skin is tannish. Um, in our world, he could po- probably, probably be um, of a Polynesian descent. Um, as he walks up, he is of the Red Audrin. The Red Audrin is all about strength. It's all about... Uh, self-reliance. It's all about the birds. It's all about making sure that they can ride the birds the best. They are the fastest, the most reliable Audrin. And maybe they work for the Red Feathers. The rumors persist. Um, I forgot to say that uh, Wiltham Knot is head of the Grey Audrin, and they are known for secrets and sensitive information. They are known to get any information you need and it, whatever you want, they can get for you and bring it to you. You see these four captains climb the scaffold. And as they do, um, there's music still playing, but it's uh, kind of subdued. And nobody claps, nobody cheers as they go up there. I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, you, as you do, Cece, you see Wiltham look over at you. And they smile and they kind of wave at I you. I wave back real hard um, with both hands. And um, as they do, uh, Captain Alegria, she looks at you as well. And she like goes up and speaks to Wiltham. And Wiltham like, whispers to, to her as they're up there on the scaffold. Oh, they're talking um, about you. Yeah, right? Am I as right? They, as, right? They, as that's happening, uh, you're like doing all that. Um, Dennison, Captain Dennison is walking up. He's like, please be quiet. <laughs> Cece <laughs> sits down immediately and folds her hands on her lap. Thank you. <laughs> and as that happens, you see the next group come up. And this is Coriander Swiftwell and his wife, Patience Rebecca. This is the man who created the Swiftwell Courier Service. He's in his 80s. He's older. He's got a beard. He's got glasses. He walks with a cane. And Patience Rebecca is this radiant beauty who is uh, also in her 80s. Uh, no, probably like mid-70s, actually. But she looks radiant and beautiful with this stark white hair to contrast Coriander's white hair as well. And they walk up and people stand and they have this reverence for them as they walk up. Coriander waves to people. He makes eye contact with you, Kieran, and like waves at you. Kieran shrinks into the crowd as much as possible. (laughs) As he walks up, 
Ard follows them and helps them up onto the stage, and then he goes and sits down. The last person to come up is Fathina Vranti, who is the postmaster general. When Fathina walks in, everyone turns, and nobody speaks, nobody says anything. The music even stops. Fathina is imposing. She is 6'8", almost 7 feet tall. She's got tanned skin, she's very muscular, but she's got these very kind, bright yellow eyes that seem to look at everyone at the same time. Every time she looks in a direction, you swear she's looking at you. Her hair is this voluminous cloud of auburn and gold that is just kind of hangs around her. She wears a coat, but it's not of a solid color. It's of all colors. It's a rainbow-esque coat, but it's in that same cut. And as she walks up, she waves at everyone, and she climbs the scaffold. Under her arm is a large book, and also it looks to be a a fold-up writing desk. She stands up there. She goes and sets it up in front of Coriander and, and Patience, and opens the book, and you see Patience and Coriander take out spectacles and a pen and dip it in some ink, and they, like, flip a couple of pages and stand there. And Fathina looks out and goes, Welcome, one and all, to the novice fair. And there's a cheer that happens. We are so glad that you made it here this year. Thank you so much to our novices and all the hard work they do. Thornvale would not be the same without them. Let us applaud the novices. There's a big, a big cheer there as well. But life is about change. It is about things moving forward. And so, this year, the captains of the Audrin and myself, along with Mr. and Mrs. Swiftwell, have chosen our choices for the new apprentices, these hopefuls to come forward. This year, we will have the following When your name is called, please stand, come up here on the scaffold, and stand next to us. Oh my god, it so better be us. (laughs) It's okay if it's not. It's okay if it's not. Are you kidding? She holds out a piece of paper. Bertina Marino. Oh my god. And there's like a squeal in the back. (laughs) And Cece rolls her eyes. Oh god, what? And there's, there's this... There's a smattering of applause <laughs> as this girl, um, olive skin, uh, black hair, runs forward. And she's she is so excited. She's got pigtails um, and she's in like a really nice dress. Um, but she's got her blue cap on and she's like, oh, my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and she, <laughs> she, she runs up there and and she's like here do we stand here and uh Fathina's like you can stand a little further away thank you <laughs> she looks at the paper and goes otis rathfin oh my god um, otis are you kidding me there's another like june clapping. like smacks cc a little bit <laughs> <laughs> there's some clapping and there's a young boy maybe about 12 who gets up there he's so slight he's a small wee bean oh um, he's got like sh- very short, slicked back hair, Aww. but very determined and very serious. He's wearing he's wearing like a bow tie. <laughs> he's wearing like a cravat. And, like, he's in he's in his his obviously best clothes. Oh, gosh! And he like walks up there. His hat, his his novice cap is that light blue, like everyone else's, but it is absolutely to the T where it needs to be. Mm. And his pin is like brushed to shining. Mm. <laughs> and he gets up there and he stands. Fathina looks at the paper. June Hinn. <gasps> <gasps> oh, 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 you. June starts coughing immediately. Oh my god. Um, and is still coughing as she like squeezes Cece's hand, squeezes Kieran's hand, and then like clambers across them with her long legs to get to the aisle There's to, applause. to climb the scaffold. And her hands are now fists as she makes her way up there. You get up there, June, and you stand and you look out in the crowd, and the first thing you see is your family two rows behind where you are oh. sitting. Oh, no. Ooh. June's, June's look of surprise delight shifts immediately into a sort of, like, 
neutral mask. It's not your whole family. There is your mother and your younger and the youngest boy, mm-hmm. but your father and your older brother are not there. They're obviously working and doing stuff. But it's those two. What does her face look like? What does mom's face look like? Impassive at this point. She Did they cl- are they clapping? They are clapping. Okay. Fathina looks at the paper again. Cecilia Whitwick. <gasps> Yo, that's me! <laughs> she jumps up and like runs. The, she has her hands out for like high fives. And then she's just going like when no one gives her one. She's like, <laughs> get some. <laughs> it's me. Oh my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> she looks at everybody who had, didn't get called and is just like, oh, soon nap. You go stand up there. You do notice your parents are in the <laughs> audience as well. They're at the far back. They are not clapping. <gasps> your mother has a very stony face and your father looks surprised. Hey. <laughs> hey, mom. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> the applause and cheers die down. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. And um, <laughs> the applause and cheers die down. And Fathina looks at the paper one more time and goes, Bootstrap? And there's a kind of look around. And a boy stands up. Um, he's got dark skin. Uh, we can't see his hair. It must be short because it's underneath his, his novice cap, under his blue novice cap. He's about 15 years old. He looks weathered. He looks strong. Like he's had a hard life up to this point. And he walks up the scaffold. And as he walks up the scaffold, you see his his kind of light brown eyes are not haunted, but... The, he looks older than 15. Dang. Oh, mm. man. And, but he is obviously a 15-year-old boy. Mm. As he walks up the scaffold, you notice that he has two different boots on. And he gets up there and stands. And people clap, but there's nobody in the crowd that cheers for him. Aww. Other than Coriander and Re- Patience Rebecca, who stand and clap Aww. when he's called. June mutters out of the corner of her mouth to Cece, who's next to her in the lineup, and goes, I bet he's an orphan. Hey, got picked. Tell Matt, doesn't matter now. Well, it's, it's great for him. Yeah. And last but not least, Kieran Rao. I think Cece and June both go, yes! Yeah. High fives all around. I think yeah. Kieran is rooted to the spot. <laughs> And yeah, so like there's cheering and clapping and stuff, and Cece and June are like, yes, and they like high five. People are like looking around clapping. for the kid who's then, supposed to be going up to the stage. Yes, and Cece and June are like, Kieran, Kieran, get up here. <laughs> Kieran, come here, Kieran. I think like haltingly, they they start to move towards the stage, <laughs> clearly fighting like every instinct to run in the opposite direction. But I think they finally kind of just make it other end of this lineup next to Bootstrap and <laughs> kind of just glance over at him and like eh, the like the most pathetic smile you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Kieran, you look out into the crowd and the person who is cheering the most is your mother. <gasps> Yay! Yay! She's only she's just off to the left of you and she is beaming. Tears are running down her face. Aww. As she stands and she claps and she screams and she whistles. I think the smile probably gets a little bit more strength whenever. Oh. Whenever Karen sees her. Fathina looks down and goes, and those are this year's hopefuls for apprenticeship. And everyone claps and cheers. I've bargained with madmen who claim to be kings. Singing way, hey, ho. And I've seen the destruction their tempers can bring. Singing way, hey, ho. I've ridden the winds over mountain and plain. Singing way, hey, ho. Just to circle the coast and curse the mariner's name. Singing way, hey, ho. My father, he told me to never deceive. A voice to the hopeless and help those in need And to ever be thankful for what
what you've received. Sing it way, hey, ho. Sing it way, hey, ho. Skyjack's Courier's Call is a one-shot network production. Your game master was Drew Merzieski, who can be found on Twitter at Worlds to Forge. June Hemnell was played by Allie Grauer, who can be found on Twitter at Dreams to Become. Kieran Rao was played by Palomi Pertap, who can be found on Twitter at Palomi SP. That's P-A-U-L-O-M-I-S-P. Cecilia Whitwick was played by Aaron Catano Saez, who can be found on Twitter at Aaron Catano Saez. That's A-A-R-O-N-C-A-T-N-O-S-A-E-Z. You can also find Aaron on his other podcast, All My Fantasy Children. This episode was edited by Casey Tony. You can listen to Casey on his own podcast, Neo Scum, which is extremely not kids-friendly, and hear his editing work on Campaign Skyjacks Prime, which is also not really kids-friendly. Uh, but good for 14 and up, I'd say, Probably. The original soundtrack for this program was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott, who can be found on Twitter at Arnie Parrott, A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. The character art for Campaign Courier's Call was created by Jess Kuczynski, who could be found on Twitter at AngryArtist113. If you're looking for more updates about Courier's Call and want to follow it when it gets its own feed, be sure to follow it on Twitter at CourierCall. Remember... There are no kings. Take flight, heroes.